the gospel. The gospel is simple and sophisticated at the same time. I will be reading excerpts from The Cradle, The Cross, and The Crown by Kostenberger, Kellum, and Corollas, second edition. We will be exploring Paul's letter to the church at Corinth. First and second Corinthians speak to Christian unity, Christian morality, the ordinances of the church, spiritual gifts, and the resurrection of believer. Corinthians presents a theology that emphasizes compassion, sacrifice, humility, and dependence on God. Corinthians is much needed in an age where the pulpit has been turned into a stage for celebrity motivational speakers where humility and fellowship of Christ's suffering are no longer honored. Corinthians calls the church of God in Christ to repent of a watered down gospel and making the gospel of Jesus Christ of none effect. Depending on our own humanity, quenching the Holy Spirit, and taking grace for granted. Corinthians speaks to the disunity of the church, encourages us to seek Christ and to stop idolizing a human leader. Paul in his letter recognized that the glorification of human leaders indicated that Corinth did not understand the nature of divine grace and that they had a flawed view of the nature of human leadership, just as we find today in the 21st century. God's grace uses unlikely people for great purposes to display his power, his wisdom, his glory, and diminishes human pride. But today we find ourselves in a tug of war. Freedom in Christ is not a license to sin. 1 Corinthians 6, 12 to 20. Corinthian urges us to examine our faith and to determine its authenticity. Corinthian urges the church then and now to follow Christ rather than idolizing a human leader. 1 Corinthians 1 and 12 and 1 Corinthians 10 through 1 Corinthians 4.21. Our present glorification of human leadership indicates that the church does not understand the nature of divine grace and has a flawed view of the nature of human leadership. 
Paul then and now urges the church to repent of its casual of acceptance of immorality and encourages discipline that leads to repentance and repentance that leads to obedience. Paul introduces us and emphasizes to us the importance of Jesus Christ to the church, both as the agent of the church's sanctification and the object of her confession. Paul urges us to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified as God's provision of forgiveness. Those involved in the ministries of the church need to make sure that Jesus Christ remains the focal point of our ministry. Those who serve in the church need to remain mindful that their service will be evaluated by God. God's power is at work in the church. God's spirit controls spiritual matters. God alone is to be glorified for the harvest. The pastors are to be servants and managers, not celebrities. They are to please God. We are to please God. There's no room for personal pride and arrogance and self-appraisal. God calls for humility, self-sacrifice, and submission. The church at Corinth and now has a perverted view of Christian liberty and has confused it with the toleration of sin and flaunts freedom in Christ through immoral influence and takes God's grace for granted. Christian liberty does not mean we're free to live in any way we want without fear of divine judgment. Corinthians tells us that Israel and Corinth were under divine judgment because the same sins were being committed in both eras. And might I add, they're being committed even now. Idolatry, sexual immorality, and falling into temptation, which we find in 1 Corinthians 10, verses 1 through 13. Believers should only do what is helpful, edifying, and beneficial for other believers. 
The believer's primary concern is to glorify God rather than exercise his own freedom. Live for the benefit of others rather than their own pleasure. First Corinthians chapter one, verse 18 says, for the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but to us which are saved, it is the power of God. Verse 25, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Verse 27, through 31, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to confound the things which are mighty, and base things of the world and things which are despised has God chosen, yeah, and things which are not to bring to naught things that are, that no flesh, no flesh, should glory in his presence but of him are you in Christ Jesus who of God is made to us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification and redemption that according as it is written he that glorifies let him glory in the Lord For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. This is Voicing the Gospel.